Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Our scripture reading today is John 1, uh, 14. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the creator's only son, full of grace and truth. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, I ask that you make your presence known as we enter deeper into worship, holding us in your hands so that we feel secure and stretching us so that we may feel more fully alive. In your name, amen. Many of you know that when I lived in Arkansas and felt convinced that I was a friend, there were no Quaker churches or meetings nearby, so I typically worshiped in an Episcopal church. The people were really welcoming, and I was good friends with the priests, so it made perfect sense for me to attend there. But I didn't always feel comfortable participating in the acts of worship that highlighted the physical senses. In fact, even though I was there every week for months, I was still tense and on high alert when the bells would chime or the incense would fill the air in thick clouds. Sometimes I coughed and hoped that no one would notice. Um, I almost never went to the front to receive communion. Instead, I would sit in the pew and stare at the floor. I had the patterns of the carpet memorized. <laughs> As a transgender person, I have often experienced something called gender dysphoria, which is a feeling of dissatisfaction, restlessness, or anxiety in relation to one's body and gender. It looks different for every person who experiences it. Um, in my case, I went through periods of dissociating from my body. I avoided mirrors and any activities that might um, remind me that I am human. I usually thought of my body as the transportation service that carried my spirit and mind from one room to the next. <laughs> and that's probably why the quicker way of worship uh, resonated with me, why it was so appealing. Um, I heard about this friend's tradition of reflecting on the inward sacraments of baptism and communion rather than the outward expression of those encounters with God. And I was sold. I thought I could settle in for open worship and perhaps the air would be so quiet that I could pretend my body wasn't present and it could just be my spirit and the spirits of all of the other worshipers in the room 
and God's Spirit, woven together in holy communion, perhaps my spirit could be fully immersed, baptized in, this, in the waters of the Holy Spirit. There's certainly nothing wrong with any of that. In fact, it is one of the greatest gifts of open worship to reflect on the inner workings of the Spirit. But one Sunday morning, I went to the Episcopal Church in my hometown. It was one of the first times that I had decided to participate in the Eucharist after, not long after my, my chest surgery, my gender uh, confirming surgery. My body ached as I leaned over the altar rail to take the bread. I dipped it into the chalice full of wine and placed it on my tongue. And then I remembered my body ached and Jesus's body ached once too. I savored the bread along with the bitterness of wine and I remembered that Jesus had once done the same. Jesus wasn't just a spirit floating around from place to place. The creator so desperately wanted to dwell within the creation so Jesus was born in a human body, God incarnate. The word became flesh and he dwelled among us in a human body. That is how the divine chose to encounter humanity through a man named Jesus with brown skin born to, poor, to a poor unmarried mother According to society, she probably shouldn't have been a mother, and according to society, Jesus probably shouldn't have been born because God is out there, not here. I think modern Christian culture often encourages us to deny or ignore our physical selves in some grandiose attempt to encounter God only through the spirit the church so often sees the human body as something worldly, something to deny, while that of God is something heavenly. And according to much of modern theology, the physical world is so far removed from the heavenly that we should do our best to focus on that which is intangible. But then we might be missing the simplest, most consistent paths to encountering God. We have a shared experience with Jesus who we call our inner teacher. You know when you go hiking and you see a person on the trail for the first time in a little while and you smile and nod at them because, hey, you're a human and I'm a human. And we have something in common. That shared experience allows us to know one another in a new way. I don't actually go hiking, but I've heard that that's a thing that happens. <laughs> when... <laughs> when we become aware of our oneness with God, that includes the shared experiences of living and dwelling in physical bodies. Bodies that get tired, bodies that can't sit still, bodies that keep moving with aches and pains and scars and bruises, 
bodies that laugh, full belly laughs at jokes that don't make any sense, bodies that eat bread and drink wine, that eat fruit and drink fresh water, bodies that are disabled, bodies that sit still and rest, bodies that go for a morning run every day, bodies that don't, bodies that experience trauma, bodies that have transitioned from one gender to another, bodies that belong to queer people and straight people and cisgender people, people of color and white people, bodies that, that go hiking, that smell the flowers and feel alive again, bodies that make music and art and cook delicious food and eat it, bodies that were born and bodies that will pass away. Our bodies are not just temples for the Holy Spirit, they are temples for our own spirits too. Living as humans in flesh and blood is a shared experience with God. And when we experience something within our bodies that helps us remember who we are within God's story, may we feel more fully known, more fully accepted and embraced, and more fully loved. The poet and priest Graham Kings wrote, for God, matter matters. For the word became flesh, in the beginning was the meaning, and the meaning became matter, and the matter became moment, and the moment became movement, and the meaning moved us. For God, matter matters, for the word became flesh. Now for some, talking about and thinking about our bodies might still be too much of a challenge and I want to respect that. So it might be more helpful to think about um, a, a bigger scale. Um, how do you encounter God through nature, through the earth? Or what about our community's physical building, our meeting house? How do you encounter God here? How can we or how do we encounter God through this tangible space? How can we bring God's kingdom closer within our meeting space? How do we encounter and honor God with our bodies? How have you noticed God at work within yourself? <laughs>